welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite scary movie podcast, where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month, and one of them dies a little each month. It is Black History Month here uh, in the United States, here in West Virginia, here at uh, Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. Uh, like I am Cindy. Like, here in the podcast, I'm Josh. It's like, it's everywhere. It should <laughs> well, be. Well, it should be, but it is not. Oh, uh, Lord. So uh, we talked, last week we watched Candyman, and Josh explained that we are watching movies. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and explain it? So um, there's a documentary that's on Shudder, and it's pretty well known. Um, it's called Horror Noir, and it's essentially a, it's based off a book called Horror Noir, and it's like the history of horror and black people in horror um or people of color in horror and essentially what we're going to do is we're going to highlight the movies that get a big talking points about in okay. that documentary uh some of them we already have like obviously night of the living dead we did back when we did a romero month um we've done get out yeah get out stuff like that so yeah. we're going to hit some things that are lesser known or aren't you know, we haven't had a chance to cover necessarily. Now, Candyman last week, uh, very well known. Yeah. Also, by proxy, that means that every movie that we'll be watching either has a uh, black lead or is... Uh, behind the scenes. Behind, like a director. And uh, what was the connection to last week's? The director... Wait, I, Tony Sean. This week, we're watching Eve's Bayou. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, this sorry. week we're watching Eve's Bayou. So the Bernadette character in Candyman wrote and directed this movie. All right. So which is why I was like, let's just go ahead and do Eve's Bayou because there's a direct connection. Um, and then the super fucking fun movie we were going to do this week, we'll just push to next week. And boy, oh boy, it's a fucking fun one. Okay. Um, Tell me about, well, when did it come out? Eve's Bayou. Cindy, this came out in 1997. Okay, uh, still in the 90s, baby. I, all my friends, all my friends that are not part of my my little coven of women, like all my are younger are than me. Are coming over tonight? Well, that too. Uh, they're they're younger than me, and so we talked about something the other day, and I said, well, you know, I didn't know about that video game. By then, I discovered Dick, and it was like, what? How old were you in 1997? 17. I was 17 years old. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was like 11. All right, there it is. <laughs> All right, so 1997. Uh, I can already tell you this year, I believe, was this year we lost Princess Di and Mother Teresa? Maybe. Uh, this was the year that... <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Uh, was this the Lorena Bobbitt year as well? I don't know, actually. All right. Tell me what you uh, have written down um, to remind okay. us of this. In case you're at home and you're a baby and you're like, I don't know, 1997. Or you're older and you're like, my brain, I can't, 1997. Uh, that was the year that the uh, second Clinton term began. Okay. We had the Monica yeah. Lewinsky stuff start happening. The North Hollywood shootout. Remember when that was all we had to worry about? Yeah. Do you remember the North Hollywood shootout? No. So... These dudes in full body gear with, like, assault rifles shot it out with the cops, and the cops killed them and went to their house, and they had been watching the movie Heat on repeat. <laughs> and the scene where, like, in Heat where they're shooting out the cops, they basically just did that repeat. verbatim, and it worked. Like, oh it was God. wild. Um, w- yeah. Random thing that you remember. Okay. The, hey, 
Dang. My brain. I was like, oh, movie thing. I love <laughs> the movie Heat. Uh, the English Patient won Best Picture. Uh, Clinton issued an apology to the survivors of the Tuskegee study for untreated syphilis. About fucking time. Ugh. So uh, quickly, at home listener, if you don't know what that is, let me tell you. So there was a period in time where the federal government decided to do a study uh, down in, I think it was George? Tuskegee. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's, Georgia. Like, it's on the Georgia mm-hmm. um, Alabama line. Mm-hmm. And basically, they were had these guys come in and they tested him for syphilis, and they told them they were going to provide them treatment, and they weren't providing them treatment. They were, they just... were giving them a, uh, basically a placebo, uh, placebo mm-hmm. and then studying the progression of syphilis um, because they're like, well, they're not contagious anymore, which is mad fucked up. And that's the reason that there's all these like hoops you have to jump through in order to actually do like uh, studies on people. That was also the year that Timothy McVeigh was sentenced to death. Oh, there you go, the Oklahoma City. Um, South Park aired for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that was a big and thing. Titanic came out. Titanic. Titanic. Uh, that was the year that we gained. Are you ready? Mm. <laughs> Simone Biles, Maisie Williams, and Malala Yousafzai. Oh wow! Bless you. <laughs> um, I love her. And then we—that was the year that we lost Jacques Cousteau. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Leaving Steve Zissou as being the greatest living oceanographer. <laughs> uh, Robert Mitchum, Diana Prince of Wales, Mother Teresa, John Denver, and most importantly, Toshiro Mifune. R.I.P., you beautiful, beautiful Japanese band and one of the greatest actors that the world has ever known. Uh, the movies in 1997 were Titanic, Men in Black, Air Force One, The Fifth Element, The Relic, Waiting for Guffman, that's for you. Mm. Lost Highway, that's for me. Liar, Liar, that's for the kids. Bruce Point Blank, that's for us. <laughs> Austin Powers, for oh, you. That was huge. Breakdown, big time me. Con Air, big time me. Uh, Mimic Event Horizon, me. Face Off, us. <laughs> so many. And George of the Jungle. High school, that's like. That's for you, Brendan Fraser. Senior quotes from this time period are uh, fucking Austin Powers. Crazy. It, it's crazy. Yes. Everyone in 1997 had their yearbook signed with, do I make you horny, baby? Yep. <laughs> well, guess that's, guess that's me in a nutshell. What? That's not me in a nutshell. This is me in a nutshell. So, uh, yes, the movie is Eve's Bayou is rated R. It is one hour and 48 minutes long. Uh, it was released November 7th of 1997. Um, it's written and directed by Casey Lemons, who played Bernadette, right? She's mm-hmm. also in Silence of the Lambs. She's always yes, like, she is. Yeah. Yep. She's the she's the one who gets the dog. Uh, she's also in Hard Target. She's the oh. cop who helps Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. She's very young in that. I know her from three movies as and an actor. The one. And the one I watch the most often is Hard Target. Weirdo. <laughs> because it's the most fun. You do watch that. Um, she's the director of Black Nativity. Uh, Harriet, which came out in 2019. Mm. Uh, this year's Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Mm. And this, this was her first film as a writer and a director. Good on her. Yeah, so good for I'm her. I'm excited to see this. Um, okay. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about actors. Whew. This movie stars Samuel L. Jackson. Of course it does. Uh, he's Louis Batiste. You know him from Pulp Fiction. And being Samuel L. Jackson. Jackie Brown. The Capital One commercials. The Hateful Eight, Jurassic Park, Django Unchained, Deep Blue Sea, where he gets a shark, a motherfucking shark, Amy. 
Star Wars prequels. Juice. Goodfellow. It's fucking everything. He's Nick Fury. He's in everything. Yeah, he's everything. Um, And then we've got Journey Smollett, who plays Eve Batiste, who was in Birds of Prey. She was in Lovecraft Country. She was on Cosby. Uh, we got Megan Good, who's uh, Cicely Batiste. She was in the movie Brick. The movie fucking rules. Uh, Think Like a Man and Day Shift. Uh, Lynn Whitfield, who's Roz Batiste. She was in Medea's Family Reunion. Uh, and she plays Mario Van Peebles' wife in and the, the right classic... Thing. White Man Can't Jump? Jaws 4, Jaws the Revenge. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay. You, if you remember from the banana boat scene, she's the one that runs into the water to her knees and is like, there, there, like as the shark lumbers out of the water to eat a banana boat. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then we have Debbie, Debbie Morgan as uh, Moselle Batiste Delacroix. She was in The Hurricane. She's all that. And she was in 508 episodes of All My Children. Ooh. That's like motherfucking trooper. Yeah. Damn. 108 episodes. That is goddamn impressive. But if you think about it, they were on every single day. Well, it's like doing live theater every day. It's crazy. Like Barbara Crampton did it forever. Their schedules were insane. R.I.P. to the age of Like people shit on soap operas, but like soap opera actors are the most ready to go. It's like live stage acting. Like those motherfuckers. Yep. Are like I'm. I'm good. Let's go. And you don't really. And you're on such a short turnaround that if anything happens, you got to wing it. Make yeah. the best of it. We, we we're not going again. Like you're doing a like essentially like a half hour live play every day. Yeah, and up until about like '83, they were live. Holy All right. Shit. Anyway, that's um, a different yeah. podcast for a different day. Us gushing about pa, about like soaps. I don't watch soap operas, but goddamn, like I'm impressed by them. <laughs> Fair. Like the turnaround is crazy. Uh, okay, so. I sent you the poster. You want to take a look at that? All right. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the film, and I try to tell you what the plot will be. Here's the tagline. The secrets that hold us together can also tear us apart. This movie is a motherfucking family drama. Eve's Bayou. All right. So we've got a fancy-looking lady with pearls and a mean old Sam Jackson over her shoulder. And then we got, is that a white guy getting ready to shoot a black guy? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I love how staccato you were in the delivery There's of There's just so many things. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is a movie that's going to show a fucked up story about how Caucasian Americans in positions of authority use that authority to make the lives of people of color around them a nightmare. Okay. Uh, my prediction. <laughs> what? My prediction is um, this movie is definitely something that's more in your wheelhouse than my wheelhouse. Mm. There's not going to be like beheadings or like any of that shit in this movie. Good. Um, also, this movie is a little less in a Candyman Freddy Krueger neighborhood mm-hmm. and more in a V.C. Andrews neighborhood. Oh, I'm in there. Let's go. So when you were saying the names, that's what I was like, oh, this reminds me of a... And then you said it. Let's yeah, do this. This is more of a, yeah. So I think you're going to, I actually do really think you're going to enjoy this movie. Like, I can see this being a thing where you're like, so this is like one of my new favorite movies of all time. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. All right. And meanwhile, I'm just re-watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre from last year and being like, this is so much fun. He killed all the people on the bus with his chainsaw. <laughs> 
All right. Um, Where can we watch this movie? You're probably going to have to rent it. Uh, it is a Criterion release. All right. On I don't think it's on the Criterion channel right now. Um, you could double check. I didn't see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. By the time you listen to this, uh, it So it is, it is you're going to have to buy the Blu-ray or you're going to have to like rent it for like three bucks. It looks like it's available on Amazon, Apple, and any kind of platform. It's no big deal. It's just a purchase. Yeah, yeah, like $2.99 or whatever. Yeah. Like it's totally worth it. Um, Eve's Bayou from su- 1997. Support like, you know, ind- independent movies and like low budget stuff, right? Like It's weird to talk about a low budget something with fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Do you know what I mean? Think about that. Like, when was the last time he was in a low-budget anything? That man commands a room. Anywho. To to quote David Lynch, because anytime I can, I will. I know. Okay, so here's the thing. You should take a drink, listener. We're going to start this. Every time Cindy's, like, uh, brings up, uh, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson? No, that wrote with, uh, that wrote, that that book with um, Neil Gaiman. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. So my brain just died. So every time you're like, Terry oh, Terry Pratchett. Pratchett. Was Neil Gaiman's mentor. I know, I know. Like, I just, one of them I could remember off the top of my head. Got it. Because I'm tired and <laughs> grad school and life is Yes, 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 crazy. yes, and. So and one anytime Cindy's had, like, yeah. Terry Pratchett, you should take a drink. And every time I'm like, David Lynch, you should take, take a drink. There you go. They'll um, be wasted. So to quote David Lynch, uh, when he was talking about Naomi Watts, and she was like, should I do Kong? Because... There was that last King Kong movie that had, <laughs> like, the one standalone King Kong movie that Sam Jackson was in. Well, David Lynch was like, anyone who <laughs> sits in the hand of King Kong will be a movie star forever. <laughs> so Sam Jackson doesn't have to do a little bunch of movies. He's he been sat. in a King Kong movie. <laughs> there you go. As as predicted by the great David Lynch. All right. Well, join <laughs> the, us, won't you? The oracle of our age. Mind the doors. <laughs> Memory is a selection of images, some elusive, others printed indelibly on the brain. You love your daddy, baby. You know I do. It's all I need. You love mama? Your mama is the most beautiful woman I ever met, and I'll always love her. What's wrong? Daddy and Mrs. Moreau, he had his hands on her. She blames me for not making you happier. She thinks I'm driving you away. She's a child, Ross. Where's Daddy? He's never home. He's supposed to be home sometime. Which one of your patients you gonna see, Louis? View. Go on outside and play. When I first met Lewis, I said to myself, he's a man who can fix things. And I find out he's just a man. Have you told anyone? Because if you tell it, I'm gonna kill you. I'll kill him for hurting you. I put his hair inside the mouth of the snake. You can't kill people with voodoo. Bad girl. speak to my wife again and I will kill you.
All right, welcome back. We watched Eve's Bayou, the 19, what did you say, 1997 classic with Samuel L. Jackson. All those things are correct except for this movie is incredible, but I don't think it's what you would consider a classic. A classic. I don't think a lot of people know about it. Fair. It's good, though. It's good. It's good. Um, okay, what was this movie about? Um, this movie was My Girl Meets Dolores Claiborne. Is that all we're getting? That's all you're getting. So what about for people who have not seen either of those movies? You're dumb if you haven't. Okay, fair. <laughs> this is a movie about uh, black Americans in the South dealing with family issues. And uh, there's a touch of the psychic and supernatural involved. There you go. Like I said, <laughs> my girl meets Dolores this, Claiborne. This has been another turn of... Cindy's vague movie description. I'm right about this. <laughs> I'm right about this. This movie couldn't decide whether it was a scary movie or like a horror movie or the thriller or like a a grow like a growing up story, like a story about the the troubles of growing up. You know, like a oh, is the summer I turned ten? Can it be all? Yeah, I guess it can. So, all right, quickly, IMDb has what did little Eve see? And how will it haunt her? Husband, father, and womanizer. Big emphasis on womanizer. Yeah. Uh, Louis Batiste is the head of an affluent family, but it's the women who rule this gothic world of secrets, lies, and mystic forces. That is IMDb's description. Let's actually talk about what the fuck happens in this movie. I think this movie would have been better if Samuel L. Jackson had not played the father. So the father is this womanizer. He's a doctor, but he kind of uses his power and sleeps with all his different patients and, you know, gets his way. He's not a good dude. He's supposed to be kind of slimy. And I don't think Samuel L. Jackson plays slimy. Does that make sense? Well, okay. Do you think it's because you're aware of Samuel Jackson in 2023? Mm, No. Because the Sam Jackson of like 1997... <clears throat> didn't have like all of the Marvel and Star Wars stuff under his belt yet. I understand. So, you know. No, I, I I I know that. I don't I don't think he played the slime ball. I mean, he he just he did he didn't have that air. I mean, to his credit, I guess, but he didn't have that air of like, hmm, there's there's something fishy about this guy. Yeah, this is in the air. It was like, oh, he genuinely cared about his kids, and oh, like no, he was he, he should have been a lot more slimy. This is the Sam Jackson era of like Jackie Brown and The Long Kiss Goodnight. This is right, probably filmed right before Pulp Fiction, right? No, Pulp Fiction came out in what ninety six? Four. No, I thought it came out ninety seven. Oh, My bad. So he'd already like Pulp Fiction was already a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I stand by my I stand he's, by my. He's judgment. in that mode, like kind of crime mode. So this would have been a departure for him because he's playing like a dad. Yeah. And I think he's a good dad. I think he's a terrible husband. I mean. Until, until we get to the thing that happens. Until he in the like last bit. sexually assaults maybe his child, maybe. And, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second because there's two wildly different events that occur in this movie right uh this movie is basically about memory Mm -hmm. like very much about memory it's also about race but let's talk about memory first so like this is a movie where there's a rich family everyone in this this entire community quite a bit of land yeah are there any i don't think there's any white people there are not yeah so it's this like 
Creole black community in Louisiana. And you've got the father who, like you said, it's Sam Jackson. He's the, he's the town doctor. Uh, fucks everyone. Yep. Everyone. <laughs> the beginning of the movie, we meet him having His friends' an wives, his patients, yeah. his... We meet him having an affair, and then his daughter sees it. Mm-hmm. And then that's what begins his whole memory thing is. Like, the, oh, let's the reframe The oldest that. daughter is like, well, actually what happened was, and tries to, like, change her memory. Right. To make it acceptable because they don't want to believe that they're... Because they're afraid their dad's going to leave them. Right. Like, to the point where, like, the oldest daughter says, he's going to divorce us. I know. And that's... And again, I didn't... I, I didn't pick up on that until she flat out said it. Because I genuinely felt like Samuel L. Jackson, like, he cared about his children. He cared about his wife. He was, like, a genuinely, like, a good dude. And he was not supposed to. He was supposed to be kind of flighty and only when people were looking was he a nice guy but he See, seemed I, to have heart yeah i think i think you can be both okay i think you can be a shitty person one moment and a good person like they're not binary things there's plenty of people who are like love their kids mm-hmm. but are terrible husbands right? right the world is full of them see maybe a previous marriage that someone <laughs> at this mm-hmm. table has had like it's not a one it's not a one-to-one thing like you can you can actively care for your children but not give a shit about but then what may or may not have happened with his child seems less believable because he doesn't seem we're not there i'm just talking from the beginning of the movie okay so like when we meet him he's having an affair Mm -hmm. all that um and this movie is bookended with him having to be right which is i think Always having to get the last word. Yeah. And he has to be right. And he always has to have the last word. Again, see relationships people at this table have had previous. <laughs> um, but more on that in a second. So essentially this movie has the storyline of the dad having affairs and being gone all the time. And the mom having to raise three children, like a teenage daughter. 14, 10, like a, and yeah, 8, I think is what they said. Something like that. Um and then the children's experience of the world and what's going on. Like the eldest daughter gets her period and she's trying to like be a girl and proper. And the middle child who the movie's basically about mm-hmm. is like tomboy and it is trying to like understand the world and keep her family together in what little way she can while also tormenting her little brother, which I and enjoy. still being, yeah, like being a child, but also like having the weight of, these very adult things put on her, like seeing her father have an affair. Right. Or her sister having that like breakdown where yeah. she gets sent away and she tells it her she tells the sister it's because the father molested her. Right. And then tells the story about what happened, how the dad in it when he was drunk and she was sitting on his lap. I don't kissed her inappropriately they imply that it's because for a second he thought it was his wife maybe right. or whatever so that's a whole subplot is the molestation and where the horror stuff comes in this so angers the girl our lead that she's like the middle I, I sister want my dad dead and starts going to find ways to do it which is voodoo yeah right and the thing i love about voodoo in this movie is and when i said this movie is also about race this movie is a story about a black family and what that was like in the 60s, mm-hmm. which you don't normally see. This story has been told a million times with white people. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Usually in like 
New England <laughs> or the Midwest. <laughs> Wherever Stephen King wrote it, yeah. So, like, we're not used to seeing, like, those 60s-era cars in, like, a Louisiana situation unless it's, like, a murder mystery or, like, you know, a Mississippi burning situation. Yeah. This is, like, a family drama that has elements of voodoo in it. And I think the interesting thing about voodoo is in movies that are made by white foreigners, mm-hmm. the voodoo is always, like, this weird magical thing that is like you can make voodoo dolls you can do all these horrible things to people and you can control people and you can raise the dead and you can like fucking snakes rise up and it's crazy and it's mm-hmm. scary and it's different and it's this, this like evil black secret but in this movie it's not that at all it's actually more what voodoo is which is it's an aspect of their version of christianity like the 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 biggest practitioner and the family of this thing mm-hmm. is just a lady who could see people's, like, what's going on, like, their memories and what's going on with other people in their lives. She could help them find people. But she's the most religious Christian of the entire family. So what makes this a horror movie? Like, what elements of this movie are like, oh, this is in the horror genre? So it's definitely more of a drama. Right. Like, right. Like, we've done movies in the past where it's been, like, a comedy with horror elements. Mm-hmm. This has got, like... The underlying thing of, like, the horror comes from the girl wanting her dad to die and utilizing voodoo to do it. But it's not voodoo that does it. Right. That's the thing. Like, it's very, She believes it is. Yeah. But. She believes that it's voodoo, that, but it's, it's her father's actions. Yeah. Like, he literally, like we were talking about, he can't shut the fuck up. Like, he's told... So the end of the movie, she she ends up going to this other practitioner of voodoo and paying her twenty dollars, and she make you know she all this stuff off screen. Yeah, and she even says like you know I thought you were gonna make me a voodoo doll, and she's like those aren't a thing, right? Um, but she makes like a little figure out of the hair and buries it in, in a wax coffin. It's a whole thing, um, which I don't even know if that happened. Like we don't. Even yeah, know she could have just thing. taken like, the kid's money and yeah, like laughed just, about it. Yeah, just like oh, fuck that kid, fuck that pineapple thief. Um, but in the kid's head, she has directly used magic to murder her father mm-hmm. and then tries to find him to stop it from happening because she's like, all oh, fucked up. Like, he's still my dad. I don't, I don't want him to die. Uh, and then she late. finds him at that bar and he's with the lady that he was fucking at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird book. One of his friends. Right. Because wives, he fucks yeah. other people. Like she sees him. Right. With other women. But it's. Very specifically, the woman from the beginning of the movie. And honestly, she is responsible for her father's death. Not because of voodoo, but because she tells that lady's husband, Right. Essentially, my dad is fucking your mom. Your wife. Your Your mom. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole different story. Uh, It's a different movie. So, like, he shows up drunk and is like... You fucking my wife? You fucking my wife. And he's very upset, clearly. And And they go outside and he tells him, like, two or three times, he's like... Listen, the next time you fucking speak to her, I'm going to kill you. And so, and of Jack- course, he's like, bye, ba- like, baby, yeah, he, or whatever. And- well, he does the thing he did at the beginning of the movie with uh, his sister's husband, where they got in an argument. Yeah. He was like, oh, sleep it off and you'll apologize to me in the morning. That He tells that guy the same thing, because he's always got to be right. He's always going to be the smoothest guy in the room. Yep. So he's telling this guy who's like, very clearly knows, yes, you are fucking my wife. We know it's true. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a misunderstanding; it's true. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're he's still just so like, so confident. When you go home and you sleep this off tomorrow, you'll be apologizing to me. But and then he has a moment where he thinks about it, and he's like, 
He tempts fate. And he, he sells, sells it anyway. And that motherfucker turns around and shoots Sam Jackson. Yep. Shit. Shoots him in the chest. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it literally, this movie bookends with Sam Jackson having sex with the same married woman. Mm-hmm. And then having to have the last word and proving he's right. Yeah. At the expense of everyone else around him. Like, his actions are going to take that family and fuck it up forever. Yep. Not only are they missing a father, but he was a doctor. He, he was the main money. breadwinner. He was, yeah. Right? Like, what's what's a family going to... That's where my brain immediately goes to. Uh, Where's like, the family going to... What do you do for money now? Mm. Uh, because, I mean, Jesus Christ, now, like, when you lose the main breadwinner of a family, it's awful. And back then, there was even less social services. Absolutely. Especially in the South. Especially for, like, non-white people in the South. <laughs> so... Yep. Yeah, I, the horror element definitely comes from the realistic portrayal of voodoo. Yeah. And the fact that it's not really a thing. It's it's used... When we actually see magic, in quotes magic in this movie, it's being used for, like, good stuff. Right. Like... To find, you know, children your, that your are sons, on drugs. Yeah, your or... son's in Detroit on drugs. Like, find, you'll find him next Tuesday at this hospital. Like, go home, pray to Jesus, get your strength up, and then go get him. Yeah. Right? Or, like... Your wife left you. She's never coming back. Like, it's okay. You can start your life. Like, yeah, you can move on. When we see it used, it's used for good. Mm-hmm. Like, especially from the sister. It's always used for good. And then when it's used for evil, evil nefarious ways. We don't know if it's it's true or not. Like, like you said, like, we never see her make that thing. It right. literally could just be like, she just robbed that kid. <laughs> like, she's yeah. like, fuck this kid. $20, thanks. $20, man. Pocket it. Um, so, Yes. But the thing we were talking about with memory is this movie has the re- like the relaying of what happened the night that Sam Jackson may or may not have molested his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, after he's dead, the main character finds a letter he wrote to his sister because his sister, when she touched hands, saw what they kind of knew what was going on. And he wrote her a letter that gave kind of his, reframes it, his description of what happened. And it's a thing where, like, she came on to him, and then he mm. got up. Like, it took him a second to realize what was happening, and he got really upset and hit her and was like, I should have instead taken a minute and, like, yeah, secured boundaries and been like, hey, like, I, you're confused. Like, this isn't what we do or whatever. Mm, I don't. But at this, I don't believe that at all. I believe, like, this is a guy who just wants to be right. And I, the fact that. When the sister touched hands with him, she saw it. And then when the when Eve touches her, her sister's hands, like, they're not sure anymore what they saw or what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, because he definitely fucking did that. That's just me. Sorry. I mean, I'm a big believer in what's the old line of there's three sides to every story. Your side, my side, and the truth. Yeah. Like, I would say what actually happened is probably a little mix of both of their accounts maybe to a degree like maybe maybe not but the movie definitely ends on the thing where like the sisters come back together with the knowledge that they don't know if their dad did this horrible Correct. thing or not and they'll never know yeah and that's you just got to live with that and that baby 
is Eve's Bayou. That was a lot. It was a good movie. It's definitely not what I thought it was going to be, but it was really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a family drama. It's, I mean, it's an incredibly good movie. Mm-hmm. It is not an incredibly good horror movie. But it gets talked about at length in that documentary that we're going to watch in conjunction by the end of the month. So that's why I wanted to watch it. Um, and, and also, like, it's really nice to have a, an accurate depiction of, like, how, like, voodoo and stuff works. Yeah. Because, like, most of us... Pro- probably a more like, accurate. Mo- the first time I ever encountered voodoo as a thing was probably in a James Bond movie. Okay. Where it was, like... It was like this magical thing that was like kind of magic, but then not magic. And it was being used to like cover like a secret missile base. It was the whole thing. But it was like a caricature of voodoo. And then you see like voodoo shit and like Scooby-Doo. And <laughs> yeah, it's like that kind of shit. Yeah. Is that that's what we think it is where it's like, oh, they're like godless pay- and pagans and they do this evil thing. And nope. Nope. Not at all. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. You know who else enjoyed the ever-loving shit out of this movie? Who? Uh, Roger Ebert. Okay. Who uh, named this as the best film of 1997. Really? Okay. Yep. Um, his recommendation of this movie, giving it four stars and naming it the best movie of the year, is what moved it from obscurity to critical darling and box office hit that year. It made $14 million off of a $3 million budget. A lot of that was due to Ebert's review. Okay. Sometimes he gets it right. <laughs> I mean, he fucking hates horror, but sometimes he gets it right. Um, his review said, Eve's Bayou resonates in the memory. It called me back for a second and third viewing. It, if it is that. not nominated for Academy Awards, and the Academy is not paying attention. For the viewer, it is, re- it is a reminder that sometimes films can venture into the realms of poetry and dreams. Ooh. He did he like this movie. fucking loved this movie. Was it nominated for any award? Sure wasn't. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, it was the I mean, 90s. Okay. It was Acad- it black cast. It wasn't nominated female. for an Academy Award. I think it won the Critics' Choice Awards and shit like that, but it, didn't win, it wasn't nominated for an Academy Award. Ah. Um, and this movie was selected by the Library of Congress in 2018 for preservation in the National Film Registry for being what they call culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So a pristine copy of this film will survive forever. Yay. Or at least until the fall of the American Empire and the collapse (laughs) of uh, the world. But until then, there will forever be a pristine 35-millimeter copy of this film in the Library of Congress. So there you go. There's that. Well, did you like this movie? I liked this movie. Did you like this movie? I did a lot. How many times have you seen it? Twice. Oh, I thought maybe you were going to say like... I saw this for a film class. Five times. Back in like 03-ish. And then that's about it for oh. me. This is a good movie. I liked it. But like I said, it, 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 I, don't consider, I don't think it would be a horror movie. It's more just like a dark movie. It's spooky. But it's not scary. I just, I just heard Bill Hader in my head be like, spooky demons. <laughs> I heard myself be like, um, spiritual, not religious. It's spooky, not scary. Spooky demons. What are we watching next week as we continue with uh, African-American Films. Oh, so uh, let me ask you this. Yes. Are you prepared to chill or be chilled? Bye. When we watch Tales from the Hood. Oh. That I fucking love. I fucking love Tales from the Hood. <laughs> he says about, I swear every episode. Oh my God, Tales from the Hood. I didn't say it about this movie. I enjoy this movie, but this is not a movie that I'm like, I love. Hey, 
you guys want to throw an Eve's Bayou and like, have a good time? <laughs> but you will with the I will Tales throw on Tales from the Hood and have a good-ass time. All right. Because it's very fun. It's an anthology. Anthologies are always fun because they're just little, like, snippets of, like, Yeah, like trick or treat. Yeah. Um, let me ask you before we go. Yeah. Would you watch this with your mom? No. Nope. She does not like black people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, movies about sexual assault, things like that. I steer clear from that for that generation. My kids, no. They wouldn't understand the subtles. The subtle intricacies, you know. Yeah, I think this is a, a good a good movie if you're like 25 and up. Okay. What was your favorite part? Um, I liked the addition of the voodoo lady down at the market. She and like whether or not she was real or not, or you know, just like a, doing a character for money or not. Like I liked that. I liked her. Yeah, she's in general scenes with her. If this movie is like a bookend thing, like we we bookend the movie with Sam Jackson being like a shitty person mm-hmm. and having to have the last word, then those two characters are like bookends or like flip sides of the same coin. Like the sister who's got the nice house. And is like, doesn't do any theatrics, just lights a candle, holds people's hands and is like, hey, your kid's here, like, pray, pray to Jesus or whatever. And then this woman is literally in a shack. Right. With like dead chickens. And and is like, has character face face paint on and is like, gives people advice or things like, you know, you're a black widow. Every man you marry will die. Right. Like, very theatrical. So, yes, this this movie is, yeah, every character has like an A foil. Right? So, yes. I fucking, I enjoy this movie. Nice. It's a good time. So, uh, next week. Fucking Tales from the Hood. So much more fun. (laughs) Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. That's right. Chill or be chilled.